Welcome to the Write Something Worthy podcast, where we teach emerging authors how to ditch the fear, confusion, and overwhelm of writing a bestseller-worthy non-fiction book. And now, your host, Tonya Brockett. Greetings, everyone. Tanya Brockett here. So glad to be with you this week. I want to welcome you back to our list of tips that will be found in my upcoming book, Top 10 Tips for Nonfiction Authors. Last week, we covered tip four to create your outline. This week's tip, number five, is to hire a professional editor. Just as a heads up, I am not recording from my studio this week, so we're going to wing it today, and if anything crazy happens, we're just going to go with it, okay? So I want you all to just glean everything you can out of today's content and enjoy the episode as best you can, because this is a real important area for all authors to Consider, plan for, budget for, and allow time for in their book publishing process. Hiring a a professional editor is absolutely essential for every book. You know, I heard a phrase once. um, I I honestly cannot give credit where it is due here, but... A dentist said, you don't have to brush all your teeth, just the ones you want to keep. Well, the same is true for your book. You don't need to have all your books edited, only the ones you intend to sell. So you don't want to produce a manuscript, work so hard to create a quality document full of your thought leadership, your information, your guidance, your inspiration, your wisdom, only to have it tarnished by a lack of professionalism and presentation. And that goes as deep as the language that is used, the punctuation that is used, and the content itself. Now, it's one thing to be a writer. It's one thing to write those things out. It's one thing to produce the manuscript of, you know, 60,000 words or 20,000 words or whatever the book length is. That is, for most authors, we think that is it. That's the hardest part of getting this book done. The reality is the most time-consuming portion of getting your book completed is the book editing process. The most important portion of getting that book to market is the editing process. Because you can write whatever you want, but if it is riddled with errors and looks pathetic as far as language and writing goes, then you're not going to come across well and you're not going to achieve your goal, whatever it is. And obviously, you won't have very many good reviews either now that we're in the land of reviews. So 
the editing process is the most important and essential part of the whole book publishing process. I want you to recognize its importance and I want you to recognize that you need to have it done. So then the only decisions are, you know, how do I get it done? Who gets it done for me? Where do I go? What do I do? How much is it going to cost? Yada, yada. Those are the questions you need to ask. You know what's going to happen, so you might as well just plan for that. Another thing to keep in mind is that the book publishing process has several stages within it. And editing is obviously a primary component. It can take several weeks to, and to a couple of months, quite frankly, to edit certain manuscripts. It totally depends on the content of the manuscript, the word count, the uh, timing and the schedule of the editor, the uh, time frame that you need for your publisher, if you have one, otherwise for yourself. And here's something to keep in mind. If you're self-publishing your book, your deadline is already arbitrary, okay? I mean, I know it's yours, and I know you have a goal for when you want your manuscript out, but the reality is it's still arbitrary. So for you to wait until the last minute before your publishing date to submit your manuscript to an editor and expect them to turn it around in a minute, that's not not a good practice, nor is it a good idea, nor is it good financially, because an editor has to make significant accommodations for you to have a rushed job, which means that they're likely to have to charge you more to make that possible. So if you plan ahead, you know editing has to t- be a part of your book publishing process, you should make sure that you plan it well in advance. I have one awesome author who always knows he has a set date for when his book is going to come out, and he knows several months in advance he is going to submit that book to us for editing. He knows that it takes time to produce the quality work that we do at my company, Halogen Inc., and So he makes sure that he has enough time for that. You don't want to wait until the last second to try to get your book edited and expect it to be perfect. Because if you don't submit it to us already perfect, then you can't expect but so much when you want immediate turnaround. So I encourage you to plan your edit process well in advance of publication. And so that you understand what that might mean, I would expect an average of four to six weeks of editing time for a standard manuscript of, say, 50,000 words. If you've got a 100,000-word document, then you better plan on doubling that. And um, But in general, you're not going to have a 100,000-word manuscript, uh, depending on your genre, but plan to have... Six weeks is a good cushion to plan for. So then you, because the editing process is not just about the editor looking at your book and then sending it back. It's not like they're going to take your book, go sit on the beach and just have a nice read. Okay. They have to work on your manuscript. They don't get to just sit back and enjoy it. They have to work 
on your manuscript. And if the editor has any, uh, is worth their salt, they're going to be reviewing your manuscript more than one time. They're going to be looking for different things as they're reviewing your manuscript. And they're going to be making the necessary changes to make your work publishable and worthy of being on the market. So keep in mind, they're not just sitting there doing a little, oh, let me just read this nice little book. No, that's not what's going on when the editor is working on your book. Be mindful also that editors are professionals. They are business owners oftentimes, or they are members of a firm that does that for their profitability, right? So that means you shouldn't expect, just because you don't want to spend a lot, you shouldn't expect that your editor is going to accept nothing for your work. They have value, and the work that they offer makes your work, your book, worthy of being purchased. To do that, they need to be paid for their services. So plan for that. Just expect it. I believe, let's see, what episode is it on the Write Something Worthy podcast where we actually talked about the budget process, you know, for authors and what you can expect I'll try to look that up before the end of the show and uh, and tell you. But one thing to keep in mind is, you know, when you're talking about uh, the cost of an editor, it varies. First of all, it's going to vary depending on who uh, the editor is and um, their level of experience, the quality of work they produce, the genres they work in the time they have available for your work, the time they can make available for your work, etc., etc. So just as, you know, anything else, you can go buy a tennis shoe and you can spend, you know, $15 for a pair of sneakers or you can spend hundreds of dollars for a pair of sneakers. Same is true in the editorial services realm. There are going to be some editors who are young and new and are willing to take on projects at a very low cost or don't recognize their value yet. And then there are going to be those like me, quite frankly, who've been in this for 15 years or more and know my value. And so uh, I'm not going to be your lowest cost editor. So if you're looking for cheap, don't even bother visiting my website at halogeninc.com. But if you're looking for quality, professional guidance, and uh, expertise, then you can look my way. So your overall cost really depends on the editor you work with and what they've come to the table with, but also what's necessary for your manuscript to get it to a publishable state. If your manuscript is just riddled with errors, horrible spelling, sentence structure that would just make someone sick, if it's just that bad, and believe me, I'm sorry, it does happen. There are manuscripts that are that bad, and it's okay because you you have thoughts that you want to share, a message you want to get out to the world. It doesn't mean that you know how to do that most efficiently. So that's what your editor is for, to try to help you to make sure that you come across well, even if your writing doesn't initially strike that way. But when it is 
a, a bigger job from that perspective, then you can expect you're going to have to pay more because it takes the editors more time to work through that manuscript and polish it to uh, the right shine for the market you're trying to reach. So, and again, if you write beautifully, but you don't present your book in a way that will achieve your specific publishing goal or will not reach your ideal reader, then your editor can help you to identify that too. And that will, you know, raise or lower your overall editing cost. But don't feel bad no matter what. Mind you, editors know that not everybody writes the same. Editors know that there are going to be some little quirks that some authors have that others don't. You know, some may always misspell a certain word, for example. And you can just search for that and and make sure that uh, we cover that so that you don't have to bear the brunt of that, if you will. And there are others who write really well, but just don't present the information in a way that's really would be well received by the reader. So, um, so the editor's seen it all and we can handle it, it all. But just know that it is a process. It takes time. It takes a budget that you should be planning for in order to get your book to market and into your ideal reader's hands. Now, there is, uh, we have talked about editing on this podcast before in certain different episodes in different ways. So the budget episode obviously is one of them. Um, Episode six talks about uh, cleaning up your content. Um, Episode 23, I believe it is, talks about uh, having a manuscript evaluation versus a manuscript edit. So take a listen to some of our other episodes if it will help you to understand part of the editing process and why it is so important. It just absolutely is because errors are going to diminish your dazzle. And they're going to weaken your wallet. Your books won't sell as well if your book is riddled with errors. But, you know, one thing to keep in mind, if, especially if you are a business professional who is listening to this podcast, a lot of nonfiction authors are speakers, consultants, CEOs, and they have a, uh, a reputation to maintain, but they also have a lot of other content they need to produce. So having an editor is not just for books. You can have an editor to work with your writing in a variety of platforms. They can proof and um, improve your emails, your articles, your blog posts, your websites, your proposals, your RFPs, and your presentations, both in speaking engagements and uh, corporate presentations to clients. So don't reserve the use of an editor just to writing your book, because you always want to be well, well represented, right? You always want 
a quality presentation, you always want your words to come out looking strong. That being true, an editor will always be useful for you as long as you're dealing with words. So consider that. And if you can develop a relationship with an editor that you can rely on for book after book and project after project, what a wonderful relationship that is for you to build because they'll be able to have your back no matter what it is that you're creating. So remember, editors aren't just for books. Now, there's some authors who may question, why do I need a professional editor when I'm in a writing group and a critique group or I have a sister-in-law who is an English teacher at the local high school? You know, why can't I just use those folks to read for me for free? Why do I need to pay somebody? And quite frankly, you don't need to pay anybody to do it. But if you don't want a quality book, you know, that's okay. That's on you. But if you want a quality book that meets industry standards, that looks professional, that builds your reputation and enhances your credibility, then I think you need a professional editor. Now, you can certainly have others read your work, and I encourage that you do. Have your writing group read it. Get their feedback. Remember, though, that oftentimes there are writers just like you who have not yet published their book, or they are not industry professionals who understand the industry standards and the genre you're writing in. So, you know, if you have a bunch of fiction friends, for example, and you're writing a nonfiction book, you know, they're going to have a different perspective than an industry professional who has dealt with your genre in the past. So keep that in mind. And it's also one thing to have a technical command of the English language and the ability to edit towards industry standards for the purpose of publishing a book to reach a market to provide a particular solution. Having that understanding from soup to nuts is very different than just having an English teacher who knows, you know, where to put a comma. Assuming she believes in the Oxford comma and uses it in her work. So take their critique. Absolutely get a first read on your work. Take their um, feedback willingly. Recognize, though, that not every piece of feedback and advice is going to be worth taking. But sort through it. Um, Get your best information from others. Don't be offended by their input, especially if you ask for it. But acknowledge it and see, hmm, what could I do to improve my book based on the comments they made? And if they received it this way and they are my ideal reader, then maybe I need to make some adjustments. However, if they have that same perspective and they are not your ideal reader then you have to be mindful of that before you make any major adjustments. Now, you also have the right when you work with a professional editor to say, you know what, I don't like that advice. I don't want to do that. This is your book, so you have the right to say that, but at least you'll be making an informed decision about that. 
Your editor knows what the standards are. Your editor knows what's best for your work. But you still have the right to override that because it is your work. Just know, though, that when they make a recommendation, they're doing it with your best interest in mind. And you can choose to go outside of that. But know that. And know what that any repercussions of that are yours. So why do I need to use an editor at all? With my, I have my friends. I have my, you know, English major friends. I have my writing critique group. They've all read it. Everybody loves me. I think They think it's great. My mom said it's awesome. Whose mom is not, right? I mean... <laughs> Most moms are going to say, oh, honey, it's so terrific. I just love what you do. The reality is mom is not a professional editor in the book industry. So, unless she is. <laughs> and if she is, great. My daughters have, have me to look at all the time. They always comment on the fact that I punctuate my text messages. But <laughs> if you don't have a mom who is an editor, then... You might want to make sure you go to a professional, not somebody who just loves you. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Well, why can't I just use spell check after having all that, right? Why can't I just use some grammar checker to tell me what to say? And I absolutely recommend using those services as well. Um, whatever you get, you know, your spell checker within your word processing software, whatever that is, use it. I definitely recommend you spell check your manuscript before you submit it to your professional editor because it'll help you to find those little tiny elephants that are running around that you just glossed over, you know, the last time you read your manuscript. And that is good. You want to find what it can find. But the problem with spell checkers is you'll also find things that aren't there. They'll flag things that just make no sense. And also, they won't find, you know, those wonderful homophones. I talked about that in one of our uh, podcast episodes as well, where a spell checker is not going to recognize that you were supposed to use the word form, F-O-R-M, instead of the word from, F-R-M. O-M, right? Spelled correctly, I have no reason to flag that, but it's in the wrong context. So that's where human eyes are helpful over the electronic eye. I have no problem with technology. We use spell check too. We spell check before we start and we spell check afterwards just as an additional backup. But we have our human eyes for each of our three reads that we do between there. So Grammar checks are great. Just be mindful that they're not always 100% accurate and you have the right, again, to override anything they say. Just make sure you use it before you submit your manuscript to your editor because spell check is not enough. Oh, the homophones episode, by the way, uh, on the Write Something Worthy podcast was episode 13. Episode 13 talks about the hazards of homophones. That's so funny. Anyway, so those are things that the spell checker won't flag, and that's why it's not enough to just use spell check to edit your manuscript before it goes to publication. Another thing that a copy editor will find that a spell checker will not is whether or not there's alignment with your ideal reader. 
if you're writing a book, let's say it's a business book and it's talking about, uh, I don't know, it, it, it's talking about leadership or something like that. And you intend for the book to be for young leaders who are uh, 20-somethings coming out of college, wanting to position themselves in their first few corporate positions so that they can start ascending that leadership ladder. Well, if you if that is your ideal reader, but you keep devolving into language that is way over their heads, like leaders that you that that are among your peers, then you're not going to be reaching your ideal reader. And that book is not going to resonate and it's not going to hit its mark. So it could be accurate. It could be spelled perfectly. It could be grammatically correct. It could be all the grammar and syntax is perfect, but there's no ideal reader alignment. Your editor can help you to establish or identify that as an issue for you and help you to make the necessary changes, whereas a spell check is not going to do that for you. So there's simple things like that that can really matter in working with a professional editor who understands book publishing, that who understands the genre you're working in, who understands how you can provide the right solution to your ideal reader. They're going to be providing services that Spellcheck just won't. So, and because they're going to be providing services to help you through your manuscript, and they're going to be making suggestions that may or may not be near and dear to your heart, for example. Hopefully, they'll do that in a way that is professional and courteous, yet expresses the need or the reasoning behind a recommendation that they're making so that you don't have to be upset about it. But you want that to be a valued relationship over time, right? So this is a business relationship to keep in mind. These people, as I said, are going to be getting paid for their services. This is what they do. This is their livelihood. This is the way they enjoy making their revenue. And they want you to look your best while they do that. And different service providers will have different uh, price structures as a part of their services. We talked a little bit about that before. But keep in mind that as a business relationship, you, you want to have somebody that you can, you know, count on over time. All right, let's just talk briefly about some of the pricing strategies that you might have to consider when looking for an editor for your book. Different people will have different ways of collecting revenue for the services they provide to you. There are some that are just like, you know, quick and dirty online services where you just submit a manuscript of X word count and it's going to cost this much and it's going to be returned on this date. Spit it out. They don't care what you're sending them. That's one way to do it. Um, others may ask for more information than just a word count, and they may give you an estimate to pay up front. Then there are others who will get your word count, your genre, your publishing intentions, um, your goals, who your ideal reader is, 
and provide a sample edit and request one so that they can provide a project estimate for your project. There are those who will only read your manuscript once and give it back to you. There are those who will read it two times or more, allow you to talk with them about the changes, especially if they had any queries or comments that are author-specific items, meaning their decisions you have to make, they're not right or wrong, they're not, it's not grammatically incorrect or it's not a syntax issue or something like that, but it is a decision that the author has to make. And once you make those decisions within your manuscript, then they need to be incorporated or cleaned up or what have you. So there are those who will do your edit, have that query session with you, and then clean up the results of the query. And that's basically uh, what Halogen Inc. That's the way Halogen Inc. works. And another reason why we're not going to be your cheapest bet, because we're going to be reading your manuscript multiple times, and we're going to be working with you on the feedback of that, and then cleaning up the final before it moves on to the next stage of the publishing process. There are others who have nothing to do with the publishing process overall and can't give you any guidance, ideas, advice, tips, suggestions while they're editing your manuscript. And there are those who can. <laughs> there are those who've taught book publishing at a, a university and can help you to uh, understand the overall process and the journey that you're about to take, uh, like me and Halogen Inc. Different editors work in different ways, just as any other business. So just look for what it is that you need. What comfort do you need? What instruction do you need? What guidance do you need? What professionalism do you need? What expertise in the genre do you need? Figure those things out and that will help you to decide whether or not to work with someone in particular on the editing of your book. As regards to the how, some editors will have a um, do a sample edit so that they can see the level of work that would be required to produce a publishable work out of your book. It will also help them to make a better estimate. And we certainly do that at Halogen Inc. There are several others who do as well. So look for that. Um, that sample edit is at no cost at Halogen Inc. And, and several others that I know uh, they do the same, but then there are others who charge for that sample edit because it is work. It does take time. But in our case, the way we see it is we can save ourselves a lot of time. We, the editors, we, Halogen Inc., can save ourselves a lot of time and trouble by looking at the manuscript first, a sample of it, to decide whether or not it's ready for us, one, whether it's a high enough quality to move through the editing process and then on through publishing. And, you know, whether it's a piece of content that we're willing to pour over multiple times. Because if it's something that doesn't feel good to us, and we've got to read that again and again and again, we may not take that job on. 
Also, if it's something because of the level of edit required in the manuscript, it's going to take more time than we have at this very moment in our project schedule, then we may have to decline it as well. But we'll still give you that sample edit so that you know things that then you can take to another editor and say, hey, you know, I know these are some issues that are in my manuscript. I have fixed these particular things based on the feedback that I got from this sample. But now I'd like you to take a look at it and see uh, whether or not you can take this project on. So from our sample edit at Halogenic, you're going to learn something. You're going to learn something about your writing. You're going to learn something about um, the rest of your manuscript, even from that one sample of five or so pages. You're going to learn something that you can apply to the rest of your manuscript or your publishing process. And that's the benefit to you. The benefit to us is we can determine whether or not it's a job we want to take and whether it's a project we're willing to work on. And if it is, and there's alignment on both sides, then hoorah, then let's get going. But if it's not, then um, we may have other uh, recommendations that we can offer you for other editors who might be willing to take that on. And you can also look at other sources of finding editors like at uh, Weezy, for example. Um, you can use my affiliate link, which will give me a penny or two. If you do, at Weezy.com forward slash P, as in profit, who knows, forward slash Tanya hyphen Brockett, T-A-N-Y-A hyphen B-R-O-C-K-E-T-T. I'll have that link in the show notes so that you'll be able to tap into that. Weezy is a great source of... Um, information for authors and connections. So to designers, ghostwriters, and editors who can help you. So it's another source that allows you to find professionals who um, have been vetted and are willing to work with you. In my New Writer Workbook that you can find at newwriterworkbook.com. It's not on Amazon, by the way. Um, It is only at newwriterworkbook.com. Dot com. Page 45 or so, there's a sample edit flow. So you can see how a potential um, edit process works, you know, from doing the sample, submitting your manuscript, agreeing upon your payment terms, which, uh, oh, I, I don't know if I said some people will want all up front, right? I did mention that. But some people will want 50% down, 50% on completion before they return the manuscript. Others will want 50% down and then they will allow payments over the term for the rest of the project. Others may still be willing to take periodic payments over the course of the project, depending on how long it's expected to take throughout the project without that 50% down. So, you know, it really just varies. And if there's something that you need, okay, because you planned ahead and you actually have a budget, if there's something that you need in order to, to schedule it out, then ask. I mean, they may not be able to do it for you. It may not be possible, but it never will be. The answer will always be no if you don't ask. So just ask. <laughs> the answer may be yes, and here's what we can do. So it can't hurt to ask. I mean, this is a business relationship, yes, but it doesn't mean that you can't have a discussion about what it takes to get the project done. So feel free to ask. 
If you're not even sure if your book is ready for the editing process, that's another thing entirely. You might consider requesting a manuscript evaluation before you do it. That carries fee and it is a costly uh, proposition, but they've got to go through the entire manuscript rather than just a sample. They're not reading word for word all the way through and they're not editing while they're doing that. What they're doing is they're evaluating whether or not your stated intention for your ideal reader is met by the content that you have provided. And if not, what are the holes? What are the weaknesses that can be shored up? What holes need to be filled? And um, what are the strengths that you already hold so that you can improve upon even within your manuscript? So a manuscript evaluation is something that you can request. A variety of editors offer it. Not everybody will. Uh, we do at Halogen Inc. You can go to tanyaloves.me forward slash MSEval. And I'll put that in the show notes as well so that you can request a manuscript evaluation. Keep in mind that even after the manuscript edit is complete, your job is not. So the editors were going to be more than likely tracking changes in your Microsoft Word document, for example, if that's the software you use, well, or the software they use. They may want you to submit the document in that format. They're gonna offer track changes. They will make changes that you see indicated in red or underlined with the bullets or bubbles on the side. If you don't understand how to go through track changes, please let your editor know so that they can help you through that. I have had a lot of authors who didn't know how to process it, who thought they still had to make the change, even though the change was already made. So if you can just say, heads up, I don't get this, then that's where you can walk through it with them in a query clearing session. I've had uh, training sessions with my authors to learn how to use track changes. That's just been done on a case-by-case basis, but I might consider having uh, a formal course for that because... It is something that it takes a little practice to use, especially if you don't use it very often, and many authors do not. You're going to have track changes that you have to clear, accept, reject, etc. You're going to have queries that need to be cleared, and those are questions from the editor to the author that you have to make a decision about, and or you need to clarify, or there may be a sentence that you shared that just didn't make sense, or it contradicted a paragraph before that. And so you have to decide which side of the fence you're gonna be on here. So things like that will have to be addressed in your query clearing. And then once you cleared the queries, then you have to make that edit. You know, the answer has to be addressed within the manuscript itself. And then you have to do that without introducing new errors so that the manuscript stays clean and ready for the next step in the process. Your work is not done when the editor is finished. You still have to make some decisions and follow up for the cleanup. And some editors will help you with that cleanup once you've made those decisions. Others may not, I I don't know. So be mindful. that you may have to make sure that the work is ready to go afterwards. Either way, make sure that you do a final read-through of your manuscript before it goes into the design process if you are publishing independently or before it goes back to your agent or publisher if you are going traditional. So 
make sure it's clean. Make sure the final result is what you believe is the best that you can offer. One last little tip about electronic, uh, about submitting your edits. Uh, your manuscript for the editing process even. Keep it simple. Please keep it simple. Because this is not the time to put fancy bullets and, you know, big funky headings and crazy fonts in your document. This is the time to focus on simple text. Times New Roman 12, bold for your heading 1, <laughs> maybe bold and italic for heading 2, so you can always search and find and replace them globally. But you're just trying to focus on the content here. You're not trying to be pretty. So the editing process happens before the design process. There's several reasons for that, but just know that the editor is focusing on content, not on beauty, not on prettiness. So they want the words, they don't need all the fluff and flowers, okay? So if you have a fluffy flower, one that you worked on to write it because it made you feel good, that's great. So now take that and dumb it down in a, a copy of it and just make it all time new Roman and send it to your editor from there. We don't need the fluff and pretty. Enough preaching, right? Um, one other thing I mentioned before a sample edit, you can request a sample edit from us. Uh, right now our website is having issues, so um, but you can submit it to an email, admin at halogenink.com. That's admin, A-D-M-I-N at halogenink.com and request a sample edit for your manuscript. It is time now for our Abundant Author Affirmation. Write it down if it resonates with you. Post it wherever you'll see it and say it throughout your day to keep your heart happy and your subconscious mind aware of it. I hire the best book editors to ensure that nothing obscures my dazzle. I hire the best book editors to ensure that nothing obscures my dazzle. And with that, we are complete. If you need any other guidance to prepare for your edit or you want recommendations or a sample edit from Halogen Inc., just reach out to me for a book coaching session. Whether or not my team actually works on your manuscript, we can at least help you to have a better editing experience by arming you with the knowledge that you need for your journey. And don't forget to please take a moment to download and subscribe to our podcast here at Write Something Worthy so it can reach more awesome authors like you. We want everyone to have the opportunity to write something worthy. Thanks for listening today. Bye now. You've been listening to the Write Something Worthy podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or email us your feedback at podcast at writesomethingworthy.com and we'll catch you next Word Worthy Wednesday.